Step back three on the way. And he's got another one. Jamal Murray. And they want to post up to Joker. They want to take advantage of this matchup. Don't we see that at least once a game from Jokic to someone? Outside Jokic for the lead. Have you been in these sessions before? I've said this like 10 times. And I'm not writing your article for you. Ask one of your colleagues. He's magnificent. It's winner go home. Three pointer. Wow! What a bomb thrown up by Porter. Defending Bobo. Hey, hey, I'll tell you, young fella, don't go chasing waterfalls right there. Yeah, thank you, whoever did this. What is going on, Nuggets Nation? A long time, no talk. Hope everybody is doing well out there. I'm your host, Anilo Piro, and this is the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on MileHighSports.com, the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everybody is doing A-OK out there. I know the Nuggets are off to an interesting start to the season, but uh, the show must go on, the podcast must go on, and uh, thrilled to be back in the saddle here once again for another season of Denver Nuggets coverage here with uh, our friends over at Mile High Sports. And uh, away we go. So I uh, hope everyone's doing well out there for real. I know this team's going to be exciting. I was at the game last night. I know they lost. Uh, but a lot of energy in Ball Arena last night. Uh, a lot of good people covering the team this year. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to go ahead and try to take a little bit of a different approach uh, when it comes to our Denver Nuggets content, our Denver Nuggets coverage. So uh, this first podcast is going to be a little bit more nitty-gritty. We'll take a look at this game against the Jazz here tonight. And also, as always, uh, take a look at these games from a betting perspective. But... An overarching goal for this podcast for sure this season is to take a little bit of a look at uh, Nuggets basketball from a culture perspective, right? Maybe uh, dip into the trading card scene, maybe take a look at some sneakers, you know, maybe try to talk about some lifestyle stuff uh, with some of these players. So you're going to get your uh, nuts and bolts, X's and O's uh, coverage here on this podcast. And of course, the betting as always, Uh, we're also going to mix in, you know, have some fun with it. Let's try to peel back the curtain on this team, on the lifestyle, the culture, the environment uh, and the energy of the Denver Nuggets and really the culture of being a Denver Nugget fan and being a basketball fan. So we're going to have a damn good year and uh, it's going to be an interesting one for sure for Denver. Obviously no Jamal Murray uh, for the uh, first go around here and uh, your Denver Nuggets are now two and one to start the year. But uh, what I'm most excited about is our presenting sponsor uh, of the podcast this season. It's our friends over at the Blake Street Tavern, my favorite sports bar in town. Uh, There is absolutely positively no establishment better suited for your sports viewing and sports betting needs than our friends over at Blake Street Tavern. The owner, Chris Fusilay, uh, just does an absolutely fantastic job. They've been hunkered down at that location for over a decade now. Uh, My buddy Fish, if you guys are ever in there, go uh, look for the man himself, Fish. Uh, He is uh, one of the sports managers over there. My good old high school buddy, he works over there. All the bartenders are fantastic. The regulars are fantastic. The newbies that come in are fantastic. The food is fantastic. I mean, I, I live there on Thursdays and Sundays, quite literally. So if you're ever at Blake Street Tavern on a Thursday evening for Thursday night football or on a Sunday for Sunday day football, uh, you can come find me at Blake Street Tavern. I'll buy you a beer. I'll buy you a drink. Uh, Maybe Fish will buy you a drink. I don't know. Maybe Chris will buy you a drink if you do, uh, you know, if you uh, gas him up enough, you know, if you gas up the place here a little bit. But uh, no, seriously, do yourself a favor, guys. It is the, I I, I can do a whole podcast on the Blake Street Tavern. I know the men you like the back of my head. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. Go ahead, do yourself a favor and get a French dip when you're there. Uh, You get the French dip with the roasted red pepper 
crisp provolone and uh, the mushrooms or the onions if that's your thing and away you go. I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm just it, it, it is gangster. I mean, you really can't beat that French dip over there at Blake Street Tavern. Thursdays are doing the prime rib dinner. Uh, they got a Cuban sandwich on special Sundays. I mean, you you just you can't go wrong with it. The chicken wings when they hit right. I mean, that honey chipotle barbecue sauce is absolutely just incredible. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, it's, I have too many good things to say about Blake Street Tavern. I, and when I found out that they were going to be sponsoring this podcast, there is, you're going to get the greatest endorsements of all time. And I mean, this is, this is coming from the heart. I mean, this is the best sports bar in town, best sports bar food in town. Sports betting environment is insane. It is the best sports bar, best place to watch, view, bet sports, do anything involving sports in the state of Colorado. Love me some Blake Street Tavern. So you'll be hearing a lot about them uh, on the podcast as we move along throughout the season. Also going to try to do some live shows from down there. Well, not live, but I'll, I'll do my podcast, uh, record it from down there, and then post it. So you'll get a little ambiance, a little background noise, all that good stuff. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and just dive on into it here. So uh, like I said, for this episode, we'll keep it a little bit more uh, you know, loose. We'll just take a look at what's going on with the team here right now. They're 2-1, and one, the Nuggets are. And uh, a tough loss last night to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I was in the building, really deflating performance from Denver as they lost by a score of 99 to 87. Uh, Jared Allen, I tweeted it out looking like Stretch from NBA Street Volume 2. If you guys ever played that game on the PS2 or the Xbox growing up, I mean, this guy was, it was like a cheat code. I mean, just zooming up and down the court, you know, zigging and zagging, jumping up and down, uh, you know, slamming the ball home with the dunks. I mean, this guy was unguardable last night. I mean, he was like, seriously, he was springy the way that he was, uh, you know, jumping up and down. So Jared Allen just destroys the Denver Nuggets last night. But, uh, you know, it's an unfortunate performance. 99 to 87. You give up 99 points to Cleveland. You know, you'd think you'd be able to win that game, but not when you score 87 points. Uh, you know, the Cleveland team just went off. Jared Allen finishes with 21 points and 16 boards. And Denver really just struggled across the board from a starting perspective. The only player that had a decent game uh, was Nikola Jogic, 24 points and 19 rebounds to go with three assists. Uh, Aaron Gordon took a couple of just bogus pull-up threes, which I'm not understanding why he's taking. Uh, almost a double-double for AG, though, 12 points, nine rebounds. Uh, MPJ struggling for sure. We'll talk about him here in a second. 11 points, five rebounds for MPJ. Will Barton, 12 points, and Monte Morris not looking good with that starting unit with just uh, two points scored in yesterday's game. And it was just the bench continues to be dismal. I mean, literally, no one on the bench even came close to double digits. The, per- the, 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 the closest person with double digits on the bench is Bones Highland, who played in his first career game yesterday, made two shots, or three shots, whatever it was. He finishes with seven points in 10 minutes played. I mean, Jermichael Green, two points. P.J. Dozier, two points. He picked up a, cu- a couple quick fouls. Austin Rivers looking gross. Jeff Green looking all right with five points. I mean, this this bench has been dismal to start the year. And, you know, yesterday you had head coach Michael Malone kind of ripping into them in the postgame press conference here a little bit. Um, you know what? Actually, let's go ahead. I'll, I'll give myself a little time to, you know, insert a little drop here. Let's listen to Michael Malone uh, talking about how his team was playing effort, energy, shooting, uh, the bench unit, all that stuff. Here's Michael Malone last night's performance against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I guess it's on me because uh, the turnovers continue to be a huge issue. Uh, you only allow 99 points, uh, but you give up 32 off your mistakes. Uh, you can't win. That's the bottom line, Mike. We've, I think I said a pregame, you know, you're playing a very dangerous game. Uh, and at some point it's going to bite you in the butt, and it did tonight. Um, they kicked their ass in the paint. I think they had 56 in our paint. Um, so we could have been a lot better in other areas, but I mean, they had 16 for 16 points. So that's a plus 16 point advantage in points off turnovers. Uh, Nicola had six of them. A starting group had 15 of them. You know, you're not going to win. 
you know, and, and going on the road in a back-to-back against a division opponent tomorrow night that, you know, hasn't played since Friday, I think. I appreciate that, schedule makers. It's a great early season schedule. Um, but, you know, it's, you know it, it's just getting out of hand. I mean, it's almost like Keystone Copish out there, some of the turnovers. And um, so we're going to look at the turnovers. We'll figure out why that continues to be a problem, and hopefully we can find a way to fix it in a hurry. I mean, obviously, you know, Malone, he's got that New York attitude, no excuses. And, you know, sometimes it feels like he's, uh, you know, the, the, the weird thing to me is, you know, Malone takes every win and every loss very, very critically. Right, like, you can tell that this guy's a lifer. Like, I couldn't imagine what it would be like being married to Michael Malone. Like, this guy is obsessed with the game of basketball. And I did get some nonchalant, chill vibes from the Nuggets. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, like, Will Barton kind of came in like, oh, yeah, you know, we just got to be better. I got to have more accountability. You know, just, they're obviously not feeling the pressure. And I'm not trying to say that they should be feeling the pressure. It's one loss in the NBA regular season on the Monday at home against Cleveland. You know, I mean, you're going to bounce back. But it was one of those things where, you know, you saw maybe they take advantage of that Phoenix team that has some, you know, struggles in their own right opening night. You know, they, they they beat the Spurs, but not in convincing fashion. And then they, you know, lay an egg against Cleveland. So I'm just curious because they got this game coming up tonight against the Jazz, which I think is going to be a real gut check game early on for them to just kind of see where they're at, you know, mentality-wise. And remember, before the year started, Michael Malone, uh, Michael Malone and Nikola Jokic, I, I saw a, a bevy of quotes and a bevy of stories from a number of different uh, local media outlets talking about how, you know, our team isn't up to speed. We're not running the plays. We're not crisp in practice, yada, yada, yada. And I mean, now you're kind of starting to see this trickle out here a little bit. But there's no question uh, that the two biggest issues, in my opinion, right now uh, are Michael Porter Jr. You've got to have him step up. He's a max player right now. 11 points and five boards, three assists is not going to cut it from him. And, uh, you know, he's still young, what, 22, 23 years old. So there's a little room for growth there. But you need to start seeing those results quickly rather than later. And uh, the bench unit, you know, that's the other thing that's really kind of grinding my gears here right now is, is the way that the bench unit has performed through the first three games of the season. So, uh, you know, not a lot of inspiring stuff from members of the bench, Composo, Jeff Green, Rivers, Dozier, as we mentioned. Uh, the only person who uh, really kind of gave them a little spark last night was Bones Highland. And, you know, uh, Michael Malone doesn't really like to play rookies all that much. So uh, Malone actually had an interesting bite, too, about Bones Highland and why he ended up playing him. Let's go ahead and fire that one off. It almost seems like he basically basically said he's giving the other guys on the roster an opportunity to play before he gives Bones that opportunity. And maybe that's kind of the pecking order. Maybe that's just kind of what comes with the territory of being a rookie. But at the end of the day, if Bones Highland is able to inject that energy and able to score points and look efficient, and I know his defense is going to you know take a while to get up there, but with no Jamal Murray right now, in a way, it seems like Monte Morris may be better suited for the bench unit. And I'm not saying Bones is going to start, but you got to figure out a way to get this guy in here, especially if P.J. Dozier and Austin Rivers are going to continue to struggle here. So here's Michael Malone on the decision to play Bones Highland. His first minutes last night, Bones finishes 10 minutes, played seven points on a couple of shots made as well. Here's Michael Malone on Bones Highland. Yeah, I'm concerned about the offense, the turnovers, uh, the shot selection, um, how lethargic we look at times. I mean... That starting group, man, like they, they, that's a really slow moving group. Um, so we have to, that's why I threw Bones out there. You know, PJ picked up a second foul, but, you know, the Bones Highland has not played, not because he's not good enough, he hasn't shown it. I'm giving opportunities to other guys. I know what Bones, being, Bones brings to the table, and he showed that tonight. He goes out there, and, you know, uh, once he's settled down, he makes plays. I plays hard, plays with pace. Um, and we gotta, we gotta find a way to get a group of guys that are willing to do that. Cause we got some guys that are just kind of moping around, jogging around out there, kind of looking sorry for themselves. 
you know, so he, he, he alludes to it. You know, I'm going to give everybody else, essentially is what he's saying, an opportunity to play before I give Bones. And I just think that whether it's in practice, whether it's in the limited minutes that he gets, uh, you know, Bones Highland is a complete gamer. We've seen that uh, since the moment they drafted him, just his personality, his attitude, all that kind of stuff. He's going to force the hand of Michael Malone at some point or another uh, to get him in the game. So seven points last night, again, for Bones Highland on 10 minutes. He was the only player on the bench that brought any sort of life, energy, pizzazz, flow uh, to what Denver was trying to do, trying to come back yesterday against the Cleveland Cavaliers obviously they come up short and you can't put the weight of the world on the rookie's shoulders but he was the one player that when Michael Malone went to his bench and you know had to make a call uh, to get some you know new life some new energy in there uh, Bones Highland was the only person who was able to answer that call so I think if he continues to you know practice hard earn the trust of Michael Malone Michael Malone does seem like you know he doesn't like to play the rookies all that much but maybe there's an exception to be made here with Bones Highland if he can continue to work hard do the right things in practice and do well by Michael Malone I think you'll see a little bit of trust a uh, development in that relationship between Malone and Bones Highland, you know, start to form and maybe that results in some more consistent playing time and a little bit more trust from Malone in regards to giving the rookie a little bit of a longer leash. I mean, this is not, uh, you know, some rookies of the past, right? I mean, we've seen Bull Bull kind of been an experiment for the last two or three years in regards to, uh, you know, where can he play? How can Michael Malone trust him? You know, it seems like maybe Bones fits the timeline, the trajectory uh, and, and the needs of this team a little bit more than some of these other young players that have come up in the past. You saw RJ Hampton even for a little bit in spurts last year get some playing time. I think Bones Island is absolutely primed if he can prove it to Malone to force the way into the rotation into that bench rotation get some consistent minutes and put up some points for the Denver Nuggets so uh, we'll have to see if that continues at all and see if he plays in Utah but Bone Thailand the lone bright spot for Denver on the bench but uh, let's transition here quickly to this game against the Utah Jazz and uh, from a betting perspective, we've seen this line opened up Utah minus seven and a half. It's down now to Utah minus seven. So not a crazy amount of movement. But uh, as I look at this one, I think, uh, like I said, it's kind of a gut check game for Denver, right? It's an opportunity for them to, you know, right the ship here a little bit against an opponent in Utah that is going to be respectable and is going to be in the playoffs last year. They what? They finished the, the the season last year with the most regular season wins out of any team. So uh, you got Utah here, second out of a back to back for Denver. Seven and a half point favorite Utah is minus three twenty on the money line and uh, over under of two nineteen. So a nice spread if you want to take if you're a Nuggets backer if you want to take points here tonight. I mean seven and a half points. Uh, I think that's indicative of a team being on the second out of a back to back and also just seeing uh, the way that Denver's bench has struggle to get it going you know once the starters come out so uh that's definitely something to keep an eye on here but uh i I'm, i've already gone ahead and played denver against the spread i actually locked this one in early i, I think they are primed for a bounce back performance uh, we will see because i am i'm a little curious to see if this nonchalant attitude kind of keeps up and if that does that's going to be really concerning but i'm going to go ahead and trust the denver nuggets i'm going to trust nikola Jokic uh, to keep this game close right do it are they going to win the game Maybe, but at the end of the day, I think seven and a half points is generous for a team in Denver. Second out of a back-to-back, yes, but they're only traveling to Utah. Same time zone, elevation's the same. It's not like you're going from the West Coast to the East Coast or from the East Coast back to Denver for the second out of a back-to-back or vice versa. Uh, you know, this is probably, uh, from, a, from a trajectory standpoint, uh, you know, Obviously, the least amount of travel you have to do on a back-to-back, although Utah has had a couple of days of rest, so they're going to be fired up and ready to go. But maybe that means a little, you know, lackadaisical energy, right? I mean, Denver, they didn't play on Sunday. They didn't play on Saturday either. And, uh, you know, they roll out, come out a little flat on Monday. Maybe the same thing for Utah when uh, Denver comes to town here tonight. But, again, we've got a spread of 7.5. I'm on Denver for this one right now. And uh, we've got an over-under of 219. So uh, before we get out of here, Let's uh, chat some Michael Porter Jr. here real quick. Just a couple thoughts. I think um, 
you've got to give him. I mean, I don't know. You can't really give him the benefit of the doubt right now because he's getting paid like a max. He's he's a max player. I mean, there, there is no ifs ands or buts about it at this point. Michael Porter Jr. is a max player, and uh, it almost took me a minute to realize that. And you do have to start to adjust your standard, you know, with how you grade Michael Porter Jr. because they paid him to be the second or third best player on this team night in night and night out. The Nuggets paid Michael Porter Jr. to be a reliable scoring option. The Michael the, the Denver Nuggets paid Michael Porter Jr. to show up on defense and put in the effort on defense and move his feet, right? And so a lot of those excuses that we were able to make, you know, chalk up to youth and development and all that kind of stuff for Michael Porter Jr., you have to throw that out the window right now because he's being paid like an all-star. He's being paid like a max contract player. He is a max contract player at this point. So, you know, when Michael Porter Jr. struggles, which he did last night, and he really hasn't settled in all that much this year, you know, the, the magnifying glass is certainly going to be put on him. And, you know, there was a minute there, I believe, at the end of the second quarter where he got pulled out with two fouls and kind of threw his his hands out in the air out of frustration uh, towards Michael Malone. And, and these are kind of some of the growing pains that Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to endure. And I think, you know, you look at this Denver Nuggets team and you look at Michael Porter Jr. and he needs to continue to find his role. I mean, this is not going to be that AAU style of basketball. He hasn't been playing that style of basketball basketball for a minute but remember you know the, the the critique with Michael Porter Jr. was he grew up you know with everything kind of revolving around him from a basketball perspective right always used to having the ball in his hand always used to being the first scoring option always used to having their offense run through him along with other players like Trey Young when he was growing up you know that's going to be an adjustment it's been an ongoing adjustment for Michael Porter Jr. and uh, I'm not concerned with him at all through these first three games but you need to see him start to lock in and buy in and start to get more confident in his play on the floor uh, because if that does not happen uh, not only did Denver overpay, but they're not going to go anywhere in the grand scheme of things if Michael Porter Jr. is not ha- playing confident, not playing well for this team. So uh, I'm not concerned, but Doug Ottawell, our editor-in-chief at My Life Sports Magazine, he wrote a great story in the magazine uh, titled Risk Reward, Nuggets Bet Big on Michael Porter Jr. If you guys want to read that, go to MileHighSports.com. Just uploaded the digital issue of that story to the website. And then also you can go ahead and pick up an issue of the magazine, your local grocery stores, barber shops, all that good stuff. Uh, pick up a copy of Mile High Sports Magazine with MPJ on the cover as well um but yeah I mean I think you know that's kind of where we're at here you know three games in questions about Michael Porter Jr. questions about the bench and uh you know we'll have to see how it all kind of shakes out here moving forward you know Malone seems even keeled Jokic seems even keeled and uh, you know it's not going to be easy with Jamal Murray out so we'll see if Denver has this ability to kind of you know tread water punch back and uh, see what they can do tonight against Utah again I'm on Denver seven and a half right now plus and uh, we'll see how that shakes out they could very well lose by two dozen points but I, I, I like the resiliency of this Nuggets team, and I think they got punched in the mouth for the first time this season yesterday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So looking forward to see how they come out here tonight. So that's going to do it for me, folks. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. And I uh, want to give one last shout-out to our friends over at Blake Street Tavern. If you guys are looking for a place to watch your sports in person, even bet them in person, get on down to the Blake Street Tavern, my favorite sports bar in town, get a beer, and uh, I'm there on Thursdays and Sundays for the most part. So if you're down there on a Thursday evening, or a Sunday afternoon, come find me, follow me on social media, shoot me a DM, we'll connect, I'll buy you a drink, and away we go. So uh, good stuff. We'll be back at it again later this week with another podcast and uh, dive into some more big picture topics, culture about the Nuggets, lifestyle involving the Nuggets as we move along this season. So I'm your host, Anilo Piro. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys later this week, and we'll see what happens in tonight's game between the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz.